This is the game all Badger fans have been circling all season. It's Ohio State. Can Wisconsin actually get this upset? You'll get our final score predictions and three big things. Welcome to the Bucky Report. Welcome to the Bucky Report, your destination for all things Wisconsin Badgers. Authentic takes. Oh my God. Game analysis. Touchdown Badgers! Ring one up! And discussion from the fan perspective. Thanks for joining us and on Wisconsin. Welcome into the Bucky Report, your destination for all things Wisconsin Badgers from the fan perspective. We are your hosts, Rajiv Chabra and Justin Jolka. In for a very big week, Justin. It's Ohio State, the game that we've been waiting for all season. We will be there, Justin and myself and Ryan Herrings from Locked on Badgers. We're going to be in Madison. A little nervousness, a little excited, but Justin, let's start here. What are your emotions? I mean, this is... It's Ohio State. It's at home, too. So tell me what you're feeling. Are you nervous? Are you excited? Give it to me. You know, I'm I'm excited. I'm not nervous. And I'll say the reason why I'm not nervous is I don't expect us to win this game. So to me, <laughs> too bad. Right? It, it's, yeah, it's simple because I look at it and I'm like, I just want to I just want to see us have a good showing. Like if we do some good things here in this game where it looks like it shows growth off of that that last game. And if we could do some things to make it look like, hey, there's offensively, you know, a couple of drives here, we look like we can play with Ohio State. That's the goal. Like we, it's learned to, to have a few drives a game and build off of that so that next season maybe you have a few more drives a game against them where suddenly now you're putting them in a bind or, or making them uncomfortable. I don't know if we're there, we can do that this year. I, my gut says probably not due to the inconsistencies that we've seen, but crazier things have happened. They're coming off a game against Penn State where they, they had a lot of emotion and it was a tough physical game. So I think there's an opportunity here for us to maybe catch them when they're not fully emotionally up. And that's a good thing because Wisconsin hasn't had a lot of those games recently against Ohio State where Ohio State didn't come in figuring that Wisconsin was going to give them a run. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited because we're going to be there. I'm excited because you have a chance to be the top five team at home. You, you think you can because when you're home, you just get that belief, right? Mm-hmm. That like maybe something can happen. I think what makes me the most nervous, though, man, is the score lines between these two teams over the last several years has just been, not been pretty. so bad. And honestly, I'm just afraid of that. I'm afraid of getting beat down 49 to nothing. And I know that's not going to happen because we're better, but it just it 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 makes me nervous. And I just don't want to be just whopped by Ohio State again. I don't want that. I want to be able to be competitive. I said to you, you and Ryan, this week, I said. I want to be competitive when jump around comes around, right? So at the end of the third quarter, going into the fourth quarter, I want to still have hope that we can actually win this game. And I know that might be a stretch because this team is really good and we've had some issues this year, but we're at home. It's a night game in Madison. Maybe we can have some some energy from that, but I'm really afraid of just getting whooped up by these guys. That's the thing that makes me nervous. I mean, I, but I, I'm, I'm it's still exciting because it's a big game, right? Yeah. I mean, I just don't buy the Ohio State offense to be to to run away too much against us. Like they, the spread is probably about right, mm-hmm. but McCord just doesn't really impress me that much. Now it's always possible that this is the game where he busts out and has a huge game for them. But I mean, I just to me, based off of what I've seen so far this season, I'd be shocked if he goes out there and they drop a forty bomb on us because I just they're not doing that against most of the teams. 
So right, right, right. Let me ask you this, Justin. I want your take on this. Like, you know, there's always there's always a narrative about the week before. You know, so they they played Penn State. It was a hard fought battle. They they beat Penn State twenty to twelve. I believe the score was twenty to twelve. Sometimes there's this thing about like, well, they they've come off a hard week. Like maybe that's an advantage for us. Do you buy into that at all? Do you feel like? there's a real hangover that they could potentially have coming off that game? Or do you feel like that's overrated? I think it depends on who you're playing the week after and kind of emotionally and everything that comes off. If you don't take the next team seriously, then I think that, yes, there's there's a lot of games where that happens, where your team maybe comes out flat because, hey, don't, no worries, we're playing so-and-so this week. Yeah. And they're not going to beat us anyways. And then you find yourself in a bind because the energy level wasn't there when you came into the game. You thought you'd just walk out on the field and you expelled a lot of energy the week previous. So you're maybe not as crisp as you were. And that's where problems happen. Now, I don't know how Ohio State visits us. If they watch the film from last year, then yeah, they may come out here and be like, we're just going to run them off the field anyways. And if that's the case, there's a chance that they could play sloppy and, and make mental errors because this is a different – like, there's so much difference in this, and that's that's probably one of the things that should be accounted for. Ohio State's going to be looking at this game a little different th- differently than they would a traditional Wisconsin game because they're going to be looking at it and be like, everything's different. Yeah, We need to really look at this and see, you know, how we need to play them, which and, maybe and, gets you more focused than you'd normally be. And you know they're going to have their eyes ready for this because they know who the coach is. They, they know him very well. Yeah. And, like, they are – they're going to be up for this game because – Luke Fickle is a guy who played at Ohio State, coached at Ohio State. There's a lot of people that have ties to that university. So I think they're going to be up for this game. And, and I'm sure when the season started, they circled this game too. Probably, right? yeah. This, this is the presumptive West champion coming into the season. They are they are probably going to win the East. Obviously, them or Michigan, whoever wins that game. And so they probably circled this game as, hey, we're going to Madison. It's not an easy place to play. They've lost here before. Uh, so, yeah. Hopefully we can we can make something happen here. And and I just like you said, just want it to be competitive, mm-hmm. right? Just want to have that belief that maybe we can actually get this done. But let's get into it. Let's dive a little deeper. The Bucky Reports three big things. All right, Justin. Number one of the three big things must be highly efficient when we have the chance to score. Look, the one thing about this team. They are going to be tough. They are going to be, they're tough defensively. They've, they're giving up 10 points a game. And what we know watching our team is that we haven't been very efficient. We haven't taken the opportunity to score. We might not get very many, but when we do, when we're in the red zone, when we're, when we even cross the 50, we need to find ways to score against this team because the bottom line is however you shake it up, however, however you look at this game, Ohio state's going to put up points. They've got amazing athletes especially one Marvin Harrison Jr. who's incredible, they're going to put up points. We have to be able to do the same thing. Maybe it may, hopefully it's not going to take 30 points for us to win, but maybe it is. We've got to find a way to be efficient when we have the chance. That means receivers catching balls. That means, you know, not turning the ball over, right? We Part of it is not turning the ball over and not putting our offense, our defense in tough positions because their offense is so good. And it's about that ability to actually be efficient because, frankly, that's the only way we can actually beat this team. Yeah, I agree. And I would say, honestly, it's beyond just even the 
efficient when we have an opportunity to score. We just need to be efficient in general. Yeah. Like we have to be able to continue to piece together drives. We don't have to score every single time, but we need to be able to hold on to the football a little bit and kind of at least play a field position game where you make them work for it a little bit. And that's, that's the big thing there is, is just kind of make them make us put piece together and get some confidence on offense where you feel like you can attack them. And yeah, if we can do that, that's, that'd be huge in this game because that's going to be kind of the, the thing that decides whether we can even be in the game to begin with is if we can start to, if we can prove that we can consistently put together drives, it'll make all the difference for us. Yeah. Right. I mean, having a lot of three and outs is going to be very difficult, right? Mm-hmm. Because then you're just going to give the ball right back to them and we can't have that. And that's the real question. Can we sustain drives against mm-hmm. this team? And that means, our offensive line has got to be good. Justin, we've talked about this a lot. The the difficulties that the O-line has had, I think it's the it's one of the keys to the game. And when we talk about our our, our offensive efficiency, this is the this is the piece. If Braylon Allen's only getting one and two yards carried, that's going to be really difficult mm-hmm. because then you're putting us in third and long situations. We're behind the sticks. It's going to be very hard to convert on third downs. And it, we have to stay ahead of that. We we've got to be moving the ball up the field. And you're right playing that field position battle because it's just going to be so difficult. I mean, it's like one of these games where everything has to be done perfectly. You can't make a lot of mistakes. And for me, offensively, I'm really focused on the turnover piece of it because it's been a problem and some games it's great. Some games it's not. And you know that our defense really isn't forcing a lot of turnover. So if we're going to win that margin, we've got to really, we can't turn it over. And that's a, that's a big concern. Yeah. Of mine. One of the pluses is that Ohio state hasn't had an incredibly disruptive defense this season. They have, they definitely have done a great job defensively, but they're not racking up a ton of sacks, which in, to our credit helps us out because mm-hmm. it's definitely something that we, we don't, we've proven that at times we can struggle with, you know, that Washington state game is still stuck in my head. Right. But they're disciplined, right? They don't yeah. miss tackles. They yep. don't make mistakes. Like they're not, they're not giving up, you know, just big simple plays, advantages. Yeah. Exactly. They're not getting a big place and they're not, they're not giving you the advantage. They're not They're going to make you work for every single yard you get. Mm-hmm. And we're going to have to do that. I mean, there's no doubt about that. Justin, take number two. Yeah. Number two, our defense must make Ohio state work for it. The big thing out of this game is if the defense is going to do anything, they need to prove that Ohio state can't hit big plays on them. If we can do a good job of forcing them to have long, grinded-out drives, that's going to make it difficult on Ohio State and make them have to execute at a high level, which maybe you end up forcing them into some some drives that end short of points. You know, the big deal is, is if you can keep them from being explosive, then you're going to force them to have to really, truly make plays consistently. And there's not a lot of offenses out there. And in a traditional season, I would say Ohio State's one of the few teams that can do it. I'm not sure McCord can do that. If you put him on his heels and you and you can make him work for it where he's got a nickel and dime it down the field, I'm not sure he's a good enough quarterback. Like that's that's the big key takeaway here from Ohio State. He's not a difference maker at quarterback. They have some really great weapons, but they don't really have a great distributor right now, and that's kind of what's holding them back. We'll be back after a quick break. 
Hear that? That's the sound of a walk-off albatross, a two on a par five to win a two-day golf tournament. That shot happened to me. One in 600 million odds. Since then, people call me Albie. Now, I've told this story so often, my friends can't take it. I'm pretty sure my wife, next time I tell her, she's going to leave me. So I decided to start a podcast to tell the entire world about it because it deserves it. It's the craziest shot you've never heard of. And guess what? There's tons more stories like this all around golf. And that's what our podcast is all about. Join me and my fellow degenerates, Panda and Shepard, as we dive into them. Insane bets, crazy what-if scenarios, and all the you-had-to-be-there type moments in golf. Find us wherever you get your podcast. Did I tell you about Malbatross? It's a fair point, and I think the, my, my concern in this regard is our ability. So we're obviously a very man-heavy defense, right? We don't like to play zone, and this worries me a little bit because when you guys, when you have guys like Marvin Harrison and the weapons they have on the outside, are we going to be able to stop that big play to where they need to dink and dunk it down the field? I don't know that they're going to because I think they're going to take a look at our quarterbacks. And yes, look, Rico Hallman's great. Alexander Smith has underperformed. Forkwin's certainly playing better. Matry's had a decent season. I think they're going to look at the Wisconsin defense and think, all right, we're going to take shots. So is it, are we going to be able to defend those long shots on the field? Because they're going to come. And that's, that's kind of my concern. I agree with you. We have to make them work for it. But I, I'm just worried about how much we're going to be able to because of our defensive backfield. And, and especially there, and Mike Trestle's commitment to man defense, are we going to get shredded by that? See, the, the bigger issue here, it has nothing to do with those receivers and taking shots. It's whether or not you can get McCord uncomfortable because I don't care how good the talent is out on the field at, at the skill positions. It, it really truly comes down to can he throw a catchable pass? Mm-hmm. And that's what you have to do is you have to force him to be uncomfortable, to make poor decisions or poor throws. And that's how you stop the Ohio state offense. You get them disrupted, you get them uncomfortable and you have a quarterback that, that maybe isn't a, a true difference maker or truly dynamic. And he's going to be potentially winner make or break for them. Like mm-hmm. he's going to have to make some plays. Now, I, I mean, a prime example is you watch that game against Notre Dame. He threw it up for grabs in that game. Like that game could have very easily ended with an interception that was missed the play before the big pass play that moved them down into scoring position because the defender just dropped the ball or couldn't, couldn't, you know, secure it. And that's exactly what Wisconsin has to do. If that opportunity comes, you have to take it. Now we don't have Notre Dame's defense this season, but when we do get some, some pass rush on him, we have got to make plays if it's there. Yeah, no doubt about that. And and that's really, it's it's a critical point. And if you talk to Ohio State fans, if you look at Ohio State publications, the one thing that they would tell you is a bit of a weakness for them is their O-line. Mm-hmm. So that could play into the narrative that you're talking about, about getting McCord sort of off that spot and making it uncomfortable for him. Can we get the pass rush going? Uh, which is an interesting point, because if there is a bit of an issue with them, it's their O-line. And look, it's still Ohio State's offensive yeah. line. We know they're still great but it's not as good as maybe what they're used to. So mm-hmm. yeah, we have to, you're right. We have to make them work for it. And I think, I think you really hit the nail on the head with the pressure. That's gotta be the focus because we're not going to be able to cover Marvin Harrison Jr. Mm-hmm. We can't, no mm-hmm. one can, no one in the country can. And so it's all about the upfront and can we give their offensive line enough fits to, to make McCord make tough throws and maybe force those turnovers and then mm-hmm. giving our offense a short field in situations mm-hmm. and making it a little easier there. Yeah. Very good point. Number three of the three big things It will take a couple big plays to stay in this game. Look, um, we haven't thrown the ball downfield a ton 
and we haven't had pick sixes and things like that. But if we're going to beat Ohio State, it's going to take things like this. Mm-hmm. It's going to take that errant McCord throw because Peterson was pressuring him too much and he throws it to Rico and he returns it for a touchdown. Or Braden Locke decides he's going to air it out and Chimray DK is running deep or Bryson Green has a 50-50 ball on the goal line. These types of things have to happen. Our the drop passes that we've had recently. If we do that in, in this game, yeah. we're gonna we're gonna we're, lose it. We're toast. We're we're toast because this team is gonna take advantage of every mistake that we make, which means we can't make those mistakes, and we have to have big plays. And the big plays come in different forms, right? It's not just a deep pass. It's a Braylon Allen break. It's a defensive play. It's a big sack on third down. It's the ability to force a punt in a tough situation. It's a missed field goal by them. Maybe it's a big return from Chimray DK. There's so many ways that we can affect this game. But if we're going to win it, it's going to take things like this. And it's not going to just take one. It's going to take multiple. Mm -hmm. 100%. I mean, that's the big deal with this team is we've got to find ways to, and it doesn't have, like like you said, it doesn't have to be touchdown, like massive, you know, game-breaking, back-breaking plays. So you'd love to have those. But if you can grab a 20-yard, you know, completion here or there, or a Braylon Allen 15-yard run, things that really move you down the field, those are the type of things that, that kind of put a defense on their heels a little bit. And then you can attack a little bit more. You can get more aggressive and kind of come after him a little bit where maybe you are you have a guy that kind of gets in his head a little bit about what he's seeing, and hopefully you can get him in a bind. You watch the two games, if anyone goes back and looks at the game where Purdue and Iowa beat them, they beat them because they kept racking up big plays on them. Ohio State tried to crank up the pressure and come be more aggressive, and it ended up they got burned because of it. And that's exactly what you need to do. Like, if there's a chance if we can get ahead in a game like this, that you have an opportunity to get Ohio State wanting to crank it up, wanting to get more aggressive on us, and potentially making some mistakes where you have to punish them if they make them. Yeah. Guys, it's going to be a tough one. There's no mm-hmm. doubt about that. And this is good. This is the game, right? This is the time. This is our opportunity to, on the national stage, have a big win. And if we win this game, if we win this game, I'm not saying we're going to, but if we win this game, if we find a way to get it done, the West, we are in the West. We're squarely in the driver's seat in the West again, Mm -hmm. which is nice because it sets us up for for a potential Big Ten title run. It opens up a lot of doors. Mm -hmm. But losing it, which is likely, it doesn't really close a lot of doors because it's Ohio State, but it's about being competitive. And it's mm-hmm. about getting camp, using the energy that Camp Randall is going to build for that night game to mm-hmm. actually make it happen. All right, man, let's do it. The Bucky Report predictions. 6.30 p.m. Central Time, Ohio State at Wisconsin. Ohio State's averaging 33 points a game. They're only giving up 10. Interesting stat line for them, I think. Their third down efficiency is 42%, um, which is good. But it's you would think Ohio State would have a slightly higher number in that regard. Um, look, their quarterback, although he's not a typical Ohio State quarterback, he's been very productive. He's only thrown two interceptions against uh, 12, 12 touchdowns, 9.4 yards per attempt, which is a great number. Mm-hmm. However, they're rushing only 3.8 yards per attempt. That has been a weakness. McCord, unlike some of the other quarterbacks we've played this year, is not a really big running mm-hmm. quarterback. So there is that advantage there. We're going to be there. 
Um, we're probably going to be at the Scani Bar around 1.30 or so on Saturday. We will tweet out exact times that we're going to be there. We're just trying to set up our day a little bit. I've yeah. uh, got a couple other things going on. So let's either either myself or Justin or Ryan or from the Bucky Report or from Locked On, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll definitely tweet out where we're going to be, what time we're going to be there. We would love to see as many of you as we can out there. So please come meet us, have a beer with us. Yeah. We're certainly going to be drinking out there for sure. Those may get less coherent as the day goes on, <laughs> just to put it out there. Right. Um, all right. <laughs> what do you what are you thinking for your score here? What's your prediction? All right, man. So so my thoughts. Look, as much as I would like to predict a win, I can't do it. It's not mm-hmm. going to happen. I, I just it is what it is. So when I look at this team, what I'm what I'm most concerned about, as I said, is Marvin Harrison Jr. and how well he's going to perform against us and how how many deep shots they're going to take. I know that they don't run the ball very well. And I know that we don't necessarily have the most dominant run defense, but I think they're going to pass the ball a lot. So my prediction is 31 to 17. Um, I think we're going to lose by two touchdowns. I hope it's closer. I would love nothing more than to be so wrong about this. And it would be great. And I would, I, and Justin and I are, we're, we're, I can't even imagine how it's going to feel if we're actually, if we actually win this game, but two touchdown defeat. I just think they're going to be too much. I actually was thinking about putting us at like 10 or 13 points, but I think we're going to be able to do some things. And Braden Locke has really impressed me. I I think he's going to grow even more. It's a big step for him. This is a big game for him. Yes. He's probably going to make some mistakes and, but we know that he has the ability to to make that throw and and to put the, to put the ball in the right spot. So I think we score 17, 31, 17 tough game for the Badgers, but we're going to be in it until late in the second half. Yeah, I, I'm kind of in the same ballpark here. I'm actually I'm going to predict us to cover. I'm okay. going I'm going 28-17 Ohio State. All right. So so I think that I, I just I'm not overly impressed with their offense. Like it's definitely this is one of those games. It's not like a traditional Ohio State team. Like nothing would surprise me with the way that they play this game. They could score 21 and beat us 21 to six, or they could end up having 42. Like you, there's, they're truly of kind of a all over the board when it comes to what their scoring is, but they really haven't racked up a ton of points against quality opponents. And uh, we can argue whether Wisconsin's considered a quality, but, but the two games that they played against Notre Dame and against, you know, Penn state, mm-hmm. they haven't been super impressive offensively. So if we can stay in the ballpark on those, and I, I know that those teams both have superior defenses, I'm not predicting us to hold them under 20. So at this point, if they can, if we can hold them to 28, which I think is plausible, then great. And I think I do think that, like you, that Locke is going to do some things. Yeah. So I'm, I'm looking forward to see a little bit of growth from him, and I don't think there's a lot of film on him, which makes it really hard to figure mm-hmm. out what a kid's going to do and how he's going to react. I don't. They don't mentally – truly have a full idea of what he is. And that's where he, he kind of has the the advantage where he can sit there and kind of be like, all right, now you guys, if he he seems to be very adept at using his eyes to manipulate things. And if he, yeah. if he can do that, then hopefully he can get them in a couple of binds with them being over aggressive thinking against a young quarterback. Let me do this. I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit here and give me a player that, so in order for us to win, this player on offense and this player on defense need to have amazing games. Who who do you think is the key on both sides of the ball? What do you think? What do you think there? I think on offense, Will Pauling has to probably go for 100-plus in this game. Nice. Good call. 
And I think on defense, you probably need. Oh man, this is tough. <laughs> I, I I don't want to say I don't I don't want to say Hunter Wooler because I just don't like I think we're going to get from him what we've been getting all season long. Somebody else has to step up. I'm going to go ahead and say we need somebody like James Thompson Jr. if he's healthy yeah. for the game to get us a couple of sacks or to get a sack and a half or something, and the defense overall to probably get us three or four. Yeah. I'm going to say um, Braden Locke because I think ultimately he's going to be the guy that, that's going to take us to victory. And on defense, I'm going to say Alexander Smith. And the reason is because – Show a pulse. <laughs> look, Rico Hallman we know is going to do his thing. And I don't know how they're going to line up. I'm hoping that Rico is, is covering um, Marvin Harrison Jr. But Ohio State's got weapons everywhere, which mm-hmm. means that we can't just have Ricardo Hallman being the guy. We've got to have Alexander Smith covering his side as well. We've got to take those big edge plays away from them. And you know the, the, those go patterns, those fade routes, those big post patterns, they're going to run them. And we need to be prepared to stop them. So, mm-hmm. And I know we're going to play man defense. So, well, I, I hope we have some zone mix in there, but it's likely that's going to happen. So, I think it, I know Rico Holman is going to be good. Is, can Alexander Smith be good on the other mm-hmm. side? That to me, if both of them are playing well and, and being disruptive, then I think we actually have a chance to stop that offense that, as you said very mm-hmm. well, is just not a typical Ohio State offense. Mm-hmm. So, we'll have to go from there. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. We are going to be in Madison. Please, if you're at, if you're in Madison, come hang out with us. We'll be at Scotty Bar. We will tweet out times. Justin, final thoughts going into this massive game. Yeah, let's let's take a step here. Let's show what this program is, the direction we're headed in, and hopefully we have a good day on Saturday. Hopefully the weather's not terrible. Ryan on lock, cold. Ryan on locked on saying he's okay with rain. Everyone that's going to be at that game completely disagrees. So <laughs> I'm hoping for some. We can have a little chill. I'm okay with wearing a hoodie, but I don't want to be freezing my butt off in a wet sweatshirt standing there when it's 40 degrees. Latest weather reports high on Saturday of like 45, I think, mm-hmm. uh, low of 32. So it's probably going to be in the low 40s, yeah. high 30s for the game. We're going to be bundled up. I'm going to have my Wisconsin beanie on yeah, for well, sure. 80,000 of our friends standing there. <laughs> freezing exactly, again. exactly. But listen, go Badgers. We can do this. Let's go find a way to be competitive and maybe, just maybe, Beat Ohio State on Wisconsin. On Wisconsin. Thank you for listening. If you enjoy the show, subscribe to our YouTube channel at The Bucky Report or The Bucky Report Podcast from wherever you get your content. Until next time, on Wisconsin. Wisconsin.